All right, we are finally in business. Welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, Freckled Han, and this is the Rantish Podcast. We are trying something a little bit new today because I have been continually trying to figure out like what exactly I want the vibe to be for this podcast. And it's gone through a couple of different trial and errors, and I'm sure it will continue to be trial and error because that's just how it goes. But lately, I have just been really craving chatty podcasts that don't have any particular depth to them. They're not anything profound. I got um, some air, not AirPods, but like the cheap, whatever, wireless earbuds on Prime Day, like the one we had a few months ago. And I have been surviving on just having one ear pod, AirPod, what? Earbud? One, just like one of them in on one ear. And then just going about my day with just something kind of constantly playing in my ear. Just a very lighthearted podcast of some sort. And it's been a game changer, honestly. Like I really enjoy it because I can be at the park with my kids and fully eye contact, like fully present there. And I, you know, they don't even know that I'm listening to a podcast. So I can feel like I'm, you know, looking and acting totally present for them and also have something to stimulate my brain (laughs) that I really, really enjoy. And then because in the past, I've always wanted to do like park playdates with other people because I want to not feel like so bored or lonely or whatever. But honestly, trying to do a park play date with someone else when you are following around four kids is just not realistic. And so I finally come to terms with that. And so I'm way more willing now to take my kids just on my own because I can listen to podcasts. So that's what I want to provide for people for now. (laughs) It might change again in the future. Who knows? But right now I'm just going to try to get on here every week and just talk about random stuff that I'm thinking about, random stuff that's happened to me and not try to be too intense about it. The other thing that I'm trying new is I'm actually recording this in my car, more specifically my Honda Odyssey, <laughs> because I've been, all the other podcast record podcast episodes that I've recorded have been in our guest room slash office in the basement. And it just doesn't feel like super personal. I think it's just a really big room that I only go down for to work on my business in. And one of these podcasts that I've been listening to, the girl mentioned how she records in her closet now because she used to record in her office, but it just felt so impersonal and it felt hard to like make it feel more genuine. And that really struck a chord with me. So we're trying something new. It was way more work to get everything set up (laughs) in the car than I anticipated. Surprise, surprise. So if I am going to continue this, I will need to find a little bit more streamlined of a setup, which I might actually be willing to do because I have been in this weird funk lately, especially with social media. I have created content online for other people, you know, for me, for other people, whatever, however you want to explain that. Since Lydia was a baby, which she turns eight in less than three weeks. So for eight years now, I have been, maybe not quite eight years, more like seven and a half. I have been regularly 
creating and posting content. And I really enjoy that. But lately, it just has not had the same draw. And I felt like very guilty isn't the right word, but just like this obligation to create content and post content, but I'm just like not super in it. And I'm actually working with a new business coach slash mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, Allison from the Allison show, which is a big deal because I have also followed her for since I was pregnant with Lydia. So for eight years or more and in our first session together, I kind of mentioned that how I've just been feeling really blah about posting online. And she was like, okay, before our next meeting, like your, one of your assignments is to not pressure yourself to post at all and just give yourself permission that you're not going to post right now. And I know that I don't have to post. So it was weird that like her giving me that permission actually felt I felt something with that because I I know that, but this is all to say, I honestly, it's been very freeing to not have to think about posting on Instagram. But ever since she said that, I've felt this really big draw to recording a podcast and not because of an obligation or not because I feel like I have to, but just because it legitimately sounded fun. I think also because I've been listening to so many podcasts lately and just realizing how much I enjoy having them and just really wanting to have that for people. My fear though with the podcast and honestly it's held me back more than I'd like to admit is just I'm scared I'm going to say something really stupid and people are going to be mad at me. And one of the hardest parts about posting on social media is feeling misunderstood and making people angry because they see one 30 second reel of one 30 second, you know, moment of your life. And then they feel like they have the right to tell you terrible things. Right. And I feel like if that is true of a 30 second reel, which is highly edited and I've been very intentional about all the parts of that. And that still happens, not a ton, but occasionally it happens. Posting a full 45 minute to hour long podcast it is so exposing <laughs> because I'm not going to edit it really. That's my plan is to just take it how it comes. And I feel like there are so many things people could take from me talking for an hour and misunderstand it or, or twist or be offended by. And I hate that. And so I found a lot of the time I found myself the longer that I've been posting on social media the more I have found myself self-censoring and just being, I mean, being as cautious as I possibly can that anything that I say won't offend people, knowing that it will still offend some people, but that if I, you know, I could try to be like really strategic to, to minimize that as much as possible. And while I don't think that that is a bad thing, it's also exhausting. And it's just it's sad that that's the world that we live in, that we feel like we can't say anything wrong one time for fear of like being canceled or whatever else. Because if I've learned anything in the last 10 years of my life, it's that my opinions change and that's okay. And I think that's a very healthy 
part of growing up and maturing and your brain developing, right? And so I hope that I can, you know, I might say things here and there and then I might change my mind later. (laughs) And sometimes I might say something on a whim that I really haven't thought about that much. And then later I'm going to be like, well, dang, why did I say that? So I just am trying to own it. That is something that I have, it's been so refreshing with some of these podcasts I've been listening to of how these women are just bold. Like they just make these claims or hot takes or whatever it is. And I am wowed by their ability to just go with it and then deal with the consequences sometimes. So it has given me a lot of, I don't know if courage is the right word, but it's just given me a lot to think about. And I'm hoping that I can be more like that because I find it very inspirational and just very aspirational, I guess. Okay. I'm just going to talk about what's been going on lately. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. And probably the next few episodes are just going to be me kind of like checking in, telling you what's going on, telling you random tidbits about my life. So the first one is that I have officially entered my skincare era. I turned 32 in August and I have never had a skincare routine of any sort. I've never worn makeup really. I mean, I've worn mascara and maybe some eyeshadow, but like foundation Unless I was, like, on stage for a theatrical performance. No. Never worn it. Um, Blush. No. Contour. Literally didn't even know what that was until maybe a year ago. I feel like the world is just kind of waking up to contour, though. Maybe not. It wasn't something that I saw frequently talked about (laughs) until recently. So, I don't know if that's because I was just out of the game or if it's just a new thing. But with turning 32, I'm like, okay, I want to learn how to take care of my skin. And I literally know nothing and I still know nothing. And I know that there are resources out there, but it can be so overwhelming. What I decided was that I bought this line of skincare. It's like four products. No, it's only three products from the Daily Essential Co. Just because I've heard about them for a long time. I know that they're all like really, really natural. And that's the the worry that I have with a lot of skincare products, especially now that we're being more aware about the things that your skin can absorb and how it can affect you and impact your hormones and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to find one that was really minimal, very clean, quote unquote. I know that is kind of like a trigger word in in makeup and whatever. But anyway, it's literally just oils and essential oils. And it's a three-part system. You have your cleanser. It's oil-based cleanser, which is actually nice. And then I've learned that you double cleanse. These are all new things for me. Then I put on like a moisturizer or a, a vitamin C with a hyaluronic acid, I think. And then they have their like signature product that's called Skin Bay, which is just supposed to be very nourishing and healing and moisturizing. So I do that. I've been pretty good about doing it morning and night, which is impressive for me because I am not one that sticks to routines very well or can just add something to my day. 
So the fact that I've actually been so consistent with it is a little bit shocking. Even Steven comment about, commented about how surprised he was that I've been like so committed. And again, I haven't done it every morning and night, but I would say the vast, vast majority of the time. And I like it. I have nothing to compare it to. I don't really know <laughs> what it's supposed to do. I don't know if it makes me look different or anything, but it feels nice. It's very moisturizing. The problem is, which problem is in air quotes, because I have worn eyelash extensions for the better part of the last seven years, probably. I got some before I gave birth to Lydia. I went to like a school and I was not a fan of how they turned out. But then I started trading with people. Like I would find different, what are they called? Eyelash artists? There's, there's a term. I mean, I know esthetician, but I don't know. What is the term for an eyelash person? Anyway, the person that does your lashes, I would find different women that wanted family pictures that would trade to do eyelash extensions for me to take their family photos. And that actually worked out very well for a number of years for me. And then I think after we moved and I had another baby, it just didn't really make sense to do that anymore. So I stopped for a while, but I always missed them. And even though on, I will be, I will be brutally honest when I go back and I look at pictures, sometimes I, I went a little overboard. (laughs) I will admit, I do like how some of the styles looked, but some, I think just, it's like the frog in the pot of boiling water analogy where you start out with like very minimal and it just looks very like not natural because obviously they're eyelash extensions. So like you can tell they're not natural, but they're more subtle, I guess. Um, but then after like a couple of years of that, you want like a little bit more oomph and then a few years of that, you want a little bit more. So by the end, they were a little more dramatic, I think, than I would prefer. So I will fully acknowledge and just put that out there. But I did miss them. And so then a couple years ago, I found these like at home eyelash extensions that actually look pretty good with the way that you apply them. And they're like in little sections and it's like the brand is called Flutter Habit. So I've been using those for the last few years. And they're nice too because you just have to put them on once and they usually last for like five to seven days. Sometimes I've even gotten 10 days of wear out of them, which has been great. But the problem is with my oil-based skincare routine, my lashes cannot keep like the glue. It just melts the glue. So I've only been able to keep the lashes on for like two or three days which then doesn't make it quite as worth it because they probably take like 20 minutes to put on. And then they're just like kind of sliding around on my eyelashes. So I'm picking at them all the time and it's just not ideal. So I'm kind of torn because I feel like I have to choose between two children, right? Like (laughs) do I stick with this skincare routine or do I go back to the lashes? Because I just haven't been able to find a way to make them both work and I'm pretty sad about it. Which, yeah, sounds so silly and is so not relevant to the state of the world right now. But those are the things that are going in on in my mind of trying to figure out. So if you have any tips for me of how I can keep both, please. Okay, that's another thing I want to say too. 
Because as I listen to these podcasts that I've been listening to, the people, the host or whatever, will randomly be like, send me a DM about this, blah, blah, blah. And like, I have always felt kind of awkward about that, especially with people that I know have large audiences. Sometimes I feel like it's annoying to message them about something I heard on the podcast or just some random statement that they said about something. But I actually think I would like it. <laughs> like, I think because, because podcasts are especially weird when you have no real idea. I mean, you know how many episodes, how many people downloaded the episode, but like you have no idea if people listened to it. You have no idea if it resonated with them, if they thought it was interesting, if they thought it was boring. Like, you have no feedback, right? Like, at least on Instagram, when I post something, People have the option to like it. They have the option to share it. They have the option to comment on it. They have the option to message me about it. There's just like lots of ways for me to get feedback on the piece of content. But podcasts have none of that. So if anything I say on the podcast is interesting or you disagree with it, I mean, if you disagree with it, I hope that we can find like a more kind way for you to tell me, but please tell me. I mean, tell me for sure. Just, I don't know. Like I said, that's like one of my biggest fears is that everyone's going to be offended by something that I say. But, um, yeah, I would really appreciate feedback on the podcast and what types of topics people want to listen to while they're just like at the park with their kids or cutting something vegetables for dinner or I don't know whatever it is that you're doing driving in your car I also love listening to podcasts while driving in my car so there you go the other thing I so I think is so interesting about makeup and skincare and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this too is like I feel like because my mom never wore makeup and as far as I know has not really done a lot with skincare I don't do those things, but it's so interesting how like I had friends growing up who were so, so the opposite. Like I remember one time one of my friends commented, I don't, cause I think she like did her makeup after first period or something. And she basically was like so embarrassed that she had come to school without makeup and even made a comment about how her mom was like, not disgusted. That's, that sounds extreme, but her mom was not okay with the fact that she was leaving the house without makeup. And even in like different Facebook groups that I'm a part of, people will say, I remember reading this post recently about this lady that was saying how she had this skin condition. And so she was having a really hard time with makeup, but she was really worried about going to work in the office without makeup on because she just felt like that was so unprofessional and she was worried about her job security because she thought she could like get fired for not wearing makeup and that just absolutely blows my mind because it's just such a difference right it's just so different from how I think um that being said I am kind of at this point where like I think makeup is interesting and I want to learn about it. I don't want to wear like a ton of makeup, but there are certain days where I'm like, oh, you know what? It would be really nice if I knew how to do this if I want to do. So I've been actually legitimately thinking about hosting like a skincare and makeup night and inviting some friends and somebody that I know that knows a lot about skincare and makeup. So if you're that person, let me know (laughs) because I would really appreciate it. And like I said, I know there are resources 
on YouTube and TikTok or whatever, but it can be so overwhelming because there's so much information out there and there are so many products out there. And I think it's so different depending on your coloring and your skin type and all that kind of stuff. So it just feels like a lot of work to learn about. But if somebody out there wants to teach me, I am here for it. And I would love that. Other things that have just been giving me like, well, <laughs> I don't know if this, that's, that has been giving me a new life, but I will say people always say getting ready for the day changes the game. You know, you feel so much better, blah, blah, blah. And I've never not thought that that was true. I've just also been pregnant a lot <laughs> the last eight years and it's just not very easy to like feel super cute and put together when you're pregnant, which I think is partially because of the clothes that I wear when I'm pregnant. Basically now that I am on my sixth pregnancy in eight years, I have like whittled down all my pregnancy clothes to just like a couple pairs of pants and a couple shirts that are fine, that fit, that are comfortable. And even though I am like so sick of looking at them, it feels really annoying to buy more pregnancy clothes when I know that in just a couple months from now, I will never be pregnant ever again. I cannot tell you how much joy that sentence brings to my soul when I say it out loud. But um, I'm never going to be pregnant again. So spending money on maternity clothes feels like a waste of my energy, a waste of my money, a waste of my time, right? So I've just basically been wearing the same three pairs of stretchy-ish sweats, leggings, and the same like four shirts pretty much this whole pregnancy. And last week or the week before, one of my friends said like, hey, I have a bunch of maternity clothes I'm not going to be using. Do you want them? I was like, sure the energy that comes with new clothes and it doesn't have to be like new new from the store just new to you and clothes that are maybe a teeny bit more elevated I I surely underestimated that because there she just had like a couple of there's one that's like a jumper thing that's kind of similar to some of the clothes I have now but it's like a nicer fabric. Like it's just a dressier fabric as opposed to just a pajama-y fabric. <laughs> and when I put that on for the first time, I cannot tell you, I felt like, wow, <laughs> this is what it feels like to actually put on clothes with intention. And the thing is, is like, I do, no, I don't. I was going to say, I do put on clothes with intention, but that's not really true. Because mostly what I wear, like I said, is just like sweats and a t-shirt. And you know what? It's about to be winter, which is perfect because that's what I need. That's what I want. I did have some like shorts, obviously for the summer, but basically my takeaway is do not underestimate the power of new clothes, new to you clothes, clothes that are just even so slightly elevated from the clothes that you wear on a regular basis. If you're anyone like me who wears sweats every day. But I am so excited though with that note of like, I'm never going to be pregnant again thing. I am so excited to actually figure out my personal style 
And I started the process a teeny bit after Brighton was born. I even hired um, a personal stylist that I worked with for a little bit. And I feel like I was just starting to go down, like figuring out like, okay, what do I like? What are the fabrics that I like? What are the fits that I like, etc. Um, and then I semi-unexpectedly got pregnant <laughs> a few months later. And so, and then I had a miscarriage and then I got pregnant again. And so it's just kind of been like this long road, but we went to Corn Bellies the other day and I was just like looking at everyone and just looking at what they were wearing and being like, is that what I'm going to wear when I'm not pregnant? Like, is that how I'm going to dress? What am I going to wear if we get Corn Bellies passes again next year? I'm not pregnant and I will have the option to wear. I mean, obviously I have options to wear whatever I want when I'm pregnant, but it's just, I don't know. It's not really the same. It doesn't feel the same to me anyway. It feels difficult for me to dress a pregnant body. But this is the thing too, is that I know that like getting dressed can be difficult no matter what. It doesn't, it's not contingent on being pregnant. That's just a story that I'm telling myself. So the odds are that it will be just as hard even after. But right now I'm choosing to believe that's not true, right? (laughs) Right now I am choosing to believe that once I'm not pregnant, it's just going to open up a world to me once I'm not pregnant. And also once I'm like in a more, I don't know, it's so hard because like women's weight fluctuates forever. Like that's just very normal for women to have their weight fluctuate. And I don't, it's not a bad thing. It's very, like I said, healthy, natural, normal thing. Um, hopefully mine will not fluctuate quite to the same degree that it has been with like pregnancy and not pregnancy. But honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I just think I'll at least be more comfortable in a body that is not holding a small child in it because I'm not going to lie. I'm just super uncomfortable, but everybody knows. Okay. I feel like I'm getting into complaining territory, which was not really my, my goal here. But speaking of clothes, this is the other crisis is that how do you decide like if you want to keep up with the times or not as far as styles go because I don't know some of the stuff I'm seeing like in Target right now I just don't feel good about wearing for myself but I always imagined being an adult who was at least like current with fashion and like knowledgeable and understanding. I don't know what the word, the right word to use, but my friend, one of my friends works at a high school and she mentioned that the students were telling her that, which I'm sure she already knew this because she works at high school, but no show socks are out officially and you need to have like long socks and these high schoolers were telling her, like, please tell your friends, no so- no show socks are gross and they need to go away. <laughs> and that was hard for me to hear because I don't know if I'm ready to get rid of no show socks. I mean, I don't really wear socks because I mostly wear sandals, but I'm pretty sure right now the vibe is socks with sandals. I think that is like what the cool kids are doing. So, yeah, how do you... um keep up with the times while also staying true to who you are (laughs) because some of it I can do the flares oh I don't know if I can do I could do like the straight leg wide leg though those ones are tricky but again 
I can't even speak to this until I'm not pregnant anymore. So we'll see what happens later. <laughs> um, other things I've been up to. Well, I guess I could just give a generic general pregnancy update. And I believe I am 32. I'm actually, I, I think this week is 33 weeks. Now I'm not sure. No, maybe at 32. <laughs> Somewhere in there. And we have like a crazy couple of months with going out of town. And then Lydia's getting, well, then Stephen's going out of town. And then Lydia's getting baptized. And then it's um, Quincy's birthday. And Lydia's birthday is before that. Because I forgot to mention that one. And then Thanksgiving and Brighton's birthday. And it's going to be a packed few months. Which I'm I'm glad about. Because I do think that, that will help the time go faster. And every day I am kind of like, okay, six, seven more weeks, eight more weeks, however long. Like, I can do this. I can do this for eight more weeks. But um, it has not been my favorite. I I don't know if I'm, like, more uncomfortable than I've been in previous pregnancies. I definitely have lots of aches and pains. And I don't know what of that is pregnancy-related and what of that is just getting older because Steven has lots of aches and pains too and he's not pregnant <laughs> so I don't know what is contributing to what but I have found unfortunately fortunately that well my main one of my main issues is my back I have really painful lower back pain that's redundant and so I've been trying to just do what I can to mitigate that and how to figure out what to do about that. Been doing different types of physical therapy and honestly going to nine round, which is a kickboxing workout that I started doing last summer. The days that I go, I feel way better. Like my back feels way less painful than the days that I don't go. But it's really hard because when I wake up and my back is hurting, the last thing that I want to do is get on workout clothes and go to the gym. Like I just want to lay in bed and do nothing. But then if I don't go to the gym, then my back hurts more continually throughout the day than if I do go, which is just feels backwards to me. Like you would think that letting it rest would be better, but in this case, that's not true. So I've been really trying to go at least three days a week and I I don't know. It's hard like seeing how big I am in the mirror there because I just feel so big. And I'm to the point now where like people assume that I'm due like any day, even though I still have two months left, which is not super fun. I had this weird experience the other day and I'm still processing it. I don't really know what to think of it. Also doing this in the car. I did not think about how hot it was going to get. I am certain to get sweaty out here. But um, I went into FedEx to return some Amazon returns. And as I was going in, this lady came in at the end and she was just like, and she like smiled and she's like, oh my gosh, how cute are you? Like, you look so adorable, blah, blah, And I was wearing, like, one of these new outfits from my friend. So, I was feeling good. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it legitimately brightened my morning to hear her, like, tell me that I looked good. Because don't feel great. But, like, I was feeling it in the moment, you know. 
So we're like doing our thing in FedEx, whatever. And then as I'm, as she's leaving, she like stops by and she kind of like pats my shoulder and she's like, good luck. And then she left. And all of a sudden our whole prior exchange now felt different. And I'm like, was she like, I don't know. Was that pity? Like, was she telling me that I looked cute because she felt bad for me? And anyway, I'm sure I'm overthinking it, but it was kind of a weird ending to the exchange because what I thought was genuine didn't feel quite so genuine after she said good luck as she was leaving. I still am not sure what exactly she meant by that. I'm sure she meant it kindly for sure. It just, I don't know. It left me feeling a little unsettled, I guess. Which honestly, okay, that is another thing I think about a lot. It's just like the things that we say that are just normal and commonly accepted to say to pregnant women. Everything, even from the beginning. I mean, and I guess not just pregnant women, but just people in general. Like even why? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive about this. I've been legitimately curious. When people announce a pregnancy, why do we say congratulations? And I wonder this for multiple reasons. Because first of all, I mean, it's slightly, I have maybe weirder emotions about this than most people do. Because when I was pregnant with Lydia, I didn't necessarily want to be pregnant. I wasn't particularly excited about being pregnant. And everyone was congratulating me. So that kind of was the first time where it was just like, congratulations for what? Like, my life is over was kind of how I felt. But anyways, so that was when I first became aware of this concept of saying congratulations to people. But then I, you know, as years have passed, I found myself saying it to somebody the other day when I saw a post on Instagram of one of my friends announcing a pregnancy. And I just wrote like, congratulations. And then I was just like, I don't really love that. Like, I feel like there's a better way to acknowledge that, but I don't know. Congratulations just feels like a weird thing because it's like you congratulate someone for like an achievement, but like getting pregnant doesn't feel like it's in that same category of like getting a college degree, right? Like it's not, it's not the same. So I don't know. I, the problem is I have no alternative option or idea and I don't love questioning something without having a solution in place. But yeah, there's that. But then there's also, which I talked about in one of my previous episodes about just like how everybody wants to know what the gender is, which like, why do people care so much about the gender of your baby? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird, especially because so much, at least, I mean, this is probably a hot take and might offend a lot of people, but like so much of what we think about gender is just like so, so societally constructed anyways that I don't know. It just seems so weird to be like making such a big deal about that or just like, like literally, literally random strangers will ask me like, oh, are you having a boy or a girl? And I'm like, why do you care? 
I get it a little bit more if it's people who I'm friends with who like have kids that are the same age, you know, that kind of stuff, maybe. But like random people in Cafe Rio, like what, what, why do you care what the, what my baby is? Okay. So there's that. Um, there was another one I thought of though, too. I guess just like asking when you're due. It's just like, I guess it's just a lot of small talk things that people just feel like are normal. And again, I'm not like offended that people ask me these things. Please don't get me wrong. I just wonder why. And are there better questions we could be asking? Because I feel like there are. But also I don't know what they are. So again, I'm at a loss. (laughs) The last thing that I've been up to lately besides as I mentioned, listening to lots of podcasts. Actually, this is something that I've been doing while I've been listening to lots of podcasts. And that is working on the Halloween costumes for this year. I really enjoy doing family Halloween costumes. And by doing family Halloween costumes, I mean going to the thrift store, finding random objects or clothing items or whatever, And then repurposing them into, well, then using ridiculous amounts of like hot glue and glitter and glue and all the things and repurposing them into different characters or outfits of whatever genre we have chosen. And I, I don't know, people sometimes will be like, oh, wow, you're such a good mom for doing that. But like, let me be clear. This has absolutely nothing to do with my relationship with my kids. If anything, it might even be like a demerit because especially this year, Lydia was not on board with doing a family Halloween costume. Well, she was, but then she changed her mind. But it was like, oh, no, no. I've already bought the stuff for this. We've already talked about this. We've already decided this. This is important to me. Like you're doing this costume. And we, the way that we um, compromised was that. I got her a different costume that she can wear for school with her friends. But then when we go out on Halloween as a family, she'll do the family Halloween costume. So I feel like we came up with a decent compromise. But this is not a family bonding opportunity. This is not something that my kids help me with. This is not like a cute like, oh, yeah, let's do this together as a craft thing. No, no, no. This is literally just something that I do because it is fun for me, period. (laughs) And... There's actually this book called Unicorn Space by Eve Rodsky that I read. And as I read it, there's, there's kind of a lot that goes into unicorn space, but one of the, one of my unicorn spaces is family Halloween costumes because it's creative, it's connecting one. She has these different stipulations isn't the right word, but there's different components, I guess, to unicorn space. And as it basically Halloween costumes fits all five, four, four or five. I can't remember now. Specifically, one of the main ones, well, two is that there's a completion. Like it has to, in order for something to be considered unicorn space, according to Eve Rodsky per her book, it has to be complete. Like there has to be like a completion element to it. And so it's unlike things like decorating my house, which I also really enjoy, but I have no hard deadline on. If you remember my bathroom that I 
painted in 2020, started stenciling in 2021, continued stenciling throughout 2022, added a picture in 2023. There's still more things that I would love to do in my bathroom, <laughs> but, and maybe I will, maybe I won't, but like, it's, it's fun, but it also doesn't have the same satisfaction as something that's like, okay, Halloween is on October 31st. I am going to have these costumes done by the time we go trick-or-treating. And then the final element of unicorn space is, I don't remember. She probably has like a cuter way of saying this, but basically like sharing it with the world and walking around our street on Halloween and like getting feedback from other people and like being able to see other people's costumes and people see our costumes like that is a huge thing for me. And then being able to take a picture and then sharing it on social media, like that is unicorn space. And it's so fun. So that's why, I do. even though it's stressful, even though every year I'm like, I don't actually think this saves any money. It takes so much time. And I was kind of bummed because this year I ended up having to, part of the reason why I like it too, is that I get to like repurpose stuff, which I did a lot of repurposing, but I had to buy new shirts for Elliot, Quincy, Lawrence, and Brighton. Actually, and Lydia. So I had to buy five shirts from Walmart, which wasn't my favorite because I do like the factor of like repurposing, but there were still lots of elements of repurposing too. So I'm still feeling good about it. And I got to dye clothes for the first time. I've never done that before. I've never dyed anything. And it was pretty fun, actually. Although, thankfully, the lady at Hobby Lobby, when I went to buy the dye, she explained to me that you have to be really careful, like, because there's different dyes that work for different fabrics, which, you know, makes very logical sense, but was not something I had thought about because I've never dyed anything before. And so the dye that I actually bought originally, when I took it out to the car and I compared it to the fabric, it was not going to work. So I had to go back inside and exchange it. So thankfully she told me that there while I was at the store. So I didn't get all the way home and then have to go back because that would have been really frustrating. That's what I've been up to. That is the latest. We've also been hitting up corn bellies, hopefully once or twice a week. Like I mentioned, we're headed out of town soon. So we're trying to get the most of our passes before we leave for a little bit. And yeah, just trucking along every day feeling grateful that I'm pregnant and also so grateful that the end is coming closer and closer in sight and I will never be pregnant again and that is a magical magical feeling I wanted to feel that so much with Brighton and just to feel like yeah this is it we're done and I just couldn't get there so the fact that I just feel so confident in it now Oh, feels so good and I am excited to just learn who I am <laughs> outside of pregnancy and get reacquainted with myself outside of pregnancy and learn more about my cycle and just about you know like the nourishing foods that I that I love that feel good in my body and I just feel like my body has not been my own for so long, for so many years, that it's, oh, it just fills me with, 
with excitement to just be able to, yeah, get to know myself again without all of the crazy hormonal changes. And I mean, obviously with, within, you know, the woman's cycle, that's normal to have hormonal changes, but not quite to the degree that I've been experiencing the last little bit. So I'm excited about that. And I'm just excited about 2024. I, I really like the start of the new year and just feeling like, okay, what is this year going to be in store? It's been kind of, this year has been honestly so weird because I went into the year pregnant thinking that like, okay, the baby's coming in July and then we'll be off to the races. And then very shortly thereafter miscarrying and then getting pregnant again. And so it's just, honestly, I just feel like I've been pregnant pretty much since last November. So for a full year. (laughs) And it has been tough. I don't remember if I already talked about this in my last podcast episode. If so, I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself. My podcast episodes have been so sporadic that it's honestly hard to remember what I've talked about on here and what I haven't. But hopefully this was just like a nice little chat and you were able to just listen while you did something else productive because like I said, this is just meant to be mind numbing (laughs) entertainment and If you have a friend that is like lonely a lot and just wants to have podcasts to listen to while they take their kids to the park or do whatever else around the house, I hope you'll think of my podcast and I hope that it will be one that you want to share with people that just people can come and hang out and just feel like they're chatting with a friend because honestly, I think that's what we all need. I think we all just really need more friendships. And I hope to be able to provide that for some people. Without further ado, this was just a series of mini rants over and over again, I guess. But we will end it there. End rant. See you next week.